Okay, everybody, welcome back to Talk With The Now podcast. You thought we were gone, but we're still here. Jason, you're still here. I'm still here. We're still here. And we are, yes. Talking about whatever comes to our mind or whatever we feel like talking about. That's right. Whichever way the wind blows, that's us. I should probably shut up if I do anything. But, <laughs> you know. How is um how is leaf? Your life? Your life leaf? is good, yeah. Life is good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um what is um what's new? Hmm. Well, any rings in your future? <laughs> Just kidding. Boxing rings, wrestling rings. No. Yeah. Not right now. I understand. Uh, well, I thought about a topic that we could talk about tonight, Jason. This isn't oh, yeah? simply a topical show, <laughs> per se. That's Latin, for those that don't know what per se is. Per um, se, yes. But I wanted to, uh, I thought we would talk about something from the get-go here. All right. One of my <clears throat> oh, also, is there any? Um, I don't think there's any big news in the in the news. Um, somebody passed away, did they not? A famous person. Well, Betty White did last week, but I was thinking there was somebody like this week that had passed away. I'm I sure there is. I, was, I couldn't think uh, of. Well, oh, Ralph Emery, Ralph Emery from the old Nashville now. Now we mentioned him on another show. I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah, Ralph Emery. Really? Yep. Somewhere, somewhere, shotgun red shed a tear. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know he was still alive, honestly. Hmm. Um. But yeah, there was uh, for some reason I thought I'd heard of a different person, like a famous celebrity that was that had passed away. Um, Ralph Emery. But well, besides <laughs> him and Betty White, I just I was thinking well, Bob Saget. Yeah, that's who it was, Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, crazy. And I, I don't know if they ever said uh, if they know the cause of death or whatever, heart attack or whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, just another example of uh, you never know the day and time. That's for sure. Very true. Very true. And Bob Saget, boy, I tell you, yeah, that guy was a dichotomy of sorts. He was. Is it, If you uh, ever, if anybody's ever like, I wonder what the real Bob Saget was like. Um, I would suggest watching Ooh. his Joe Rogan uh interview yeah. that he did um yeah. he i mean he he's pretty much known by now to be to have been a potty mouth but you get a good um glimpse into his life if you watch that joe rogan he may have been on there a couple of times i don't know but um interesting interview yeah um so anyways uh, back to the topic i was going to say uh one of my um favorite topics is one of my favorite genres of music now jason when you were i don't know 15 we'll say what do you remember what year roughly you started liking music at all like oh i'm paying attention to this and i want the new cassette tape or the new album well 1980 back in the 80s three eighty four. yeah so pretty young for you then yeah i mean it's just normal yeah well, what's the first for, yeah but what was the first um do you remember the first album whatever you thought that you just loved and would like to have that you want Footloose. to play in that cassette player Footloose soundtrack. Hmm. So 83, 84. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to your teenage years from, we'll say 14, 15 up to about 20. What was your go-to kind of music or stuff that you listened to? I mean, alternative rock, alternative rock. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, honestly, country, alternative rock, um, mm. you know, classics, <clears throat> you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So 60s, 70s. Well, um, the topic that I want to talk about was classic rock. And right, right. I started to call this um, classic rock of the 70s. Because mm-hmm. to me, that sort of is the, um, the golden era. Yeah. yeah, the golden era. And but I didn't want to leave out like nineteen, late sixties, and some of the eighties that had good classic rock in it. You know. So oh, yeah, I mean, eighties technically classic rock too now. So yeah. But yeah, but you know, like for instance, um, a lot of, uh, um, yes, for instance, they bled into the eighties. Um, yeah, that was the, pol- the police were their second half of their career was best in the eighties. You know? mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. me, that's why I was kind of like, ah, I don't really think I can leave this to 1970 to 79. Right. So that's why I'll probably label it as the um, classic rock special or something like that, as opposed to classic rock of the seventies, which, yeah. but anyways, uh, my, I was, the reason I asked you that is for me back, I would say from about the age of 13 to, Oh gosh early 20s maybe maybe up until um 25 or so i mean i really got in like you said the alternative rock scene of the 90s but especially going back to 14 15 16 classic rock was my go-to which was basically before i mean or right as the alternative rock scene was coming about um i mentioned before that i used to ride around with one of my cousins he had he had an el camino that his dad gave him for his first car and he had a Led Zeppelin uh, Houses of the Holy Seat or cassette tape. And we used to listen to that thing going up and down the road all the time, whether it be going to Turtles Music, if anybody can mm. remember that. <laughs> and uh, I remember one of my birthdays, he uh, took me to Turtles. And this was like when I, right, we had discovered Led Zeppelin through his dad, I think, because he had his dad's old Houses of the Holy cassette tape or something like that. And so we would go, you know, so we went to Turtles, and this was just when CDs were starting to become a little popular. And, you know, his birthday present, hey, yeah, find a CD. I'll buy you a CD for your birthday. And I don't even know if I had a CD player yet. But um, the first CD that I got was Led Zeppelin 1. Mm. And that was sort of like, to me, kind of the beginning of, like, my my venture into loving classic rock. And anybody that's in Atlanta or has been in Atlanta, if you're an old-timer, would remember um, – z93 back in the day yep yep and i don't even remember what it was before z93 do you nope i do i do not z93 was the classic rock station in atlanta and if you live in atlanta currently and you listen to the river i mean the river is a different kind of classic rock because it's a you know it's now it's 20 years plus later but z93 was kind of where I really discovered a lot of the classic rock of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, so I don't, I don't know how you came about lo- loving classic rock. I know you told me your poor, your parents were really into um, Fleetwood Mac, yeah. right? No, no, no. Never mind. <laughs> the lady that lived with us off and on, Sherry, she was really into Fleetwood Mac. Oh, she was, okay. Um, and Stevie Nicks. That's why I got sick of Stevie Nicks. Oh, Stevie. Um, um, but yeah i just i mean it's the same thing being around the radio being around other people um uh actually the guy whose mom just died that i went to savannah to, for the funeral um bart her son 
uh, got me into um, the Beach Boys originally, um, which kind of started me on mm. that journey, that side of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just some songs you just like a lot of classic rock to me. It's like you said, you can see where you were, like you can hear it in the song. Like I was in this car listening to it going down this road, right? You know, um, you know, I was in such and such as t-bird with his t-tops off and you know <laughs> listening to uh you know billy squire and oh, God, <laughs> you know squire, yeah. that kind of stuff you know that just sounds like a you know, really bad vinyl interior yeah you know? <laughs> just what and i know. guess that the classic rock scene we'll call it that i mm. i would i would guess that it could be argued that it could that the rolling stones the beatles um you know led zeppelin and a number of other 60s groups and, and artists, they kind of gave birth to the classic rock era, which sort of, like you said, reached this golden age period kind of after, well, definitely after yeah. the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the Rolling Stones sort of rode the wave of it, but. They're still, ride, they're still riding away, or they were until <laughs> Charlie Watts away. died. Until Charlie Watts died, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But then you had... Um, because to me, I was thinking about this today, and if you think about before, say, the Beatles, maybe before the Beatles, actually, Elvis could be argued, but um, you didn't really have, like, rock albums. I mean, you did have rock albums, but it was more kind of like, you know, we call them one-hit wonders nowadays, but kind of, I think, before the 70s, you sort of had, everybody sort of had a hit. Like, you would have a hit sprinkled here, a sprinkled there, you know. Oh, they or, just popped up. Imagine that, like, pop. Hits. yeah <laughs> exactly um going all the way back to like the rockabilly days which i guess could as just as well be argued rockabilly blues country they all sort of you know meander their way into what would become classic rock um and uh yeah um yeah, i don't know i mean there's so many it's like i have to get my phone out to get spotify out just to you know <laughs> to to make sure I'm fully aware. I mean, I, my memory is great, but I just, I like to have it out. Um, yeah. And, um, but I don't know. I was just thinking about that. And, but, but once you got to like the Beatles and the Stones and especially Led Zeppelin, I think during the seventies that became a little bit more, I mean, you'd have to talk to somebody that's our parents age probably, but well, when people were like, Oh, I want to go buy the new yes album and listen to it from beginning to end. Well, I could also, you could argue Pink Floyd too. Pink Floyd's that way. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, honestly, I think Zeppelin and Floyd were the ones that pioneered the album, you know, band. Like, we're going to make this album and the album's going to almost tell a story. Um, you could right. also argue that. Uh, well, the Who were certainly into that. that yeah, the Who. The Who, yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously the Who and I think pioneered big rock like stadium rock mm -hmm. um and zeppelin i mean zeppelin came along late 60s um and and so did floyd for that matter right. you listen to early years listen to early pink floyd and it's obviously 60s music um and then oh yeah then they definitely came out of the acid rock and then switches to to more ethereal type music in the 70s right um after uh what's his name died well, we haven't done a pink fluid episode but we will soon um, but 
but I mean, it all kind of wraps up into the same, but you can also argue Black Sabbath. That's the band I was trying to think of. Black oh, yeah. Sabbath to me had to me a little bit more of a heavier side. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. That, and, and they kind of ushered in the more heavier rock. Well, I don't think you'd have a Metallica if you didn't have a Black Sabbath. Right? Oh, God, no, 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 no. You wouldn't have a, a lot of bands if you didn't have certain other Mega bands. Megadeth, all those other big whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or you wouldn't really have any of them if you didn't have Zeppelin, honestly. Sure. Um, sure. Zeppelin's, Zeppelin's the core running through all of this. Um, and they weren't even around as long. <laughs> it's a lot of bands, you know. But for, so, well, for their time, though, I guess they were in a way. I mean, a good solid 10 plus years 11 years i suppose yeah but i mean you look at other bands like the rolling stones oh yeah <laughs> 50 plus and beach boys 50 plus you know they're i mean honestly well we've said this before there are some bands that should have stopped touring a while back because they don't sound like great but um but like take a band i'm, I'm gonna go a little bit out, out of the genre and say take a band like you too for instance yeah, I don't know if you know you too, Gene. Never uh, heard of them. <laughs> um, I've uh, struck a, a chord with Gene here. The um, but they don't really, even though they they had their prominence originally in the '80s, right? With Joshua Tree, you know, stuff like that. It's like you wouldn't call them an '80s band. You know, I wouldn't. Um, no. And they're just like kind of a band. Only if they had broken up in like 1992 or something. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, so you've got some bands that just kind of um, persist is the word, you know, Uh, but, but okay. So you take, you take bands like, you know, with the aforementioned yes. um, And you look at roundabout, say that song roundabout. Obviously a seventies rock song, but then you've got owner of a lonely heart definitely an 80s rock song so they're still a classic rock band and And yes a lot lot of things are technically anything over 20 25 years is classic rock but we know what genre we're talking about when we say classic rock but it's it's like you said you have bands like that that kind of ushered in like black sabbath zeppelin um i was trying to remember what somebody considered the first heavy metal song i think it was i don't know i've heard Somebody said deep purple or something. Something I've heard purple. that argued. I've also heard I've heard some argue that um uh the Beatles uh Helter Skelter might have been the first heavy metal. Yeah, song. yeah that's the other one I've heard, yeah, off the yeah. white album. Yeah. Um and it makes sense because it's just this really kind of it's not really heavy though when you look at it, but it's just kind of like chaotic. And you know, word. oddly enough, I think, and I could be wrong, and I have to go back and research it, but I think that that was Paul McCartney sort of doing his um, I'm, I'm probably wrong about this, but I think that he may have did that after listening to the who yeah. on um, one of their songs. I don't know if it was um, miles and miles or I can see for miles and miles. It, it was yeah. one of, I think it was one of their harder songs that Paul McCartney was like, hey, you know, I can do a hard song too. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, Paul, it, it, I'll, I'll say this for, especially McCartney of all of them, very respectful of other musicians and very appreciative of other musicians and what they offered to have called, to have called God only knows from the beach boys from Brian Wilson's writing, one of the best songs ever written. Paul Mm. McCartney said that, you know, Um, but yeah, back to seventies rock. I mean, 
I mean, the beat. Well, just to mention your point about the Beach Boys, they weren't a very active band during the seventies, were they? They were, but not in a seventies way. Like yeah. you had your uh, take the album Holland, for instance, which has one of my favorite Beach Boy songs, which is a remake, which is uh, "Sail on Sailor." You listen to that; it's definitely a seventies song. Hmm. Um. But yeah, you're right. They they were they they toured and did things, but it was mostly on their old stuff, um, which is fine. They had a resurgence in the '80s with you know a few songs here and there. Um, Kokomo being the you know off of the cocktail soundtrack, being their biggest resurgence. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Kokomo. <laughs> you know, I mean, a song that gets stuck in your head. You know, yeah. It's like, and. You know, Brian Wilson wrote it, so it's gonna. That, get that was their number one best song. Head. That was their best song of all time, chart-wise, right? Oh, I don't know. I could um, be wrong. Which is hard to believe that that one was, um, with you know, surfing <clears throat> US, surfing USA, and surfing Safari, and. Well, I, uh, I bet it for a lot of people, they were sort of like um, the Grateful Dead's "Touch of Gray." Like nobody even knew yeah, about them or of, anything they did in, until they heard "Touch of, of Gray." In, into the Dark album, yeah. Um, well, well, what's funny is no, you do know Grateful Dead, but you have them encapsulated in their '70s stuff of you know Sugar Magnolia, uh, the trucking, what all the stuff off of. You know, think of the American Beauty album or Grateful Dead. That's basically their big album. That one and Working Man's Dead are their two most famous albums. And but then you've got that Rogue song in the '80s, Touch of Grey, which is a great song. I mean, that song to me is one of their most uh, enjoyable songs to listen to. Um, I mean, I love, I like the Grateful Dead. Don't get me You're, wrong. Have you, you've never seen them in concert, though, have you? No, I never did see okay. them. No, well, there you can't see them anymore, really. Um, you see the John Mayer rendition of Grateful Yeah, which no thanks. Um, you know, Jerry's dead. So I didn't want, you know, I, and back then I wouldn't have gone to see him in concert because it was the dead and that was what the weird people went and saw. Um, but, I wish I would have now, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll take the Grateful Dead for instance. There you go. There's a band that had their peak in the '70s, and but they're not necessarily. They're in their own little genre of jam you know, band. I just thought about though, you know, adjusted for inflation, I'd be willing to bet they made more money during the '90s and early 2000s than they ever did in the '70s. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, because of all their concerts and stuff like that well yeah they had that that following that yeah. tour following um but i mean if you had to like there are so many little bands from the 70s that you know i mean take golden earring well that you know what um, if i can stop you there that brings me to a good point of the a lot of the classic rock in my mind Again, our reference is a lot of ways is Z93 in Atlanta. So a lot of people... And then 96 Rock, because 96 Rock like classic, yeah, yeah. too. 96 Rock. Um, a lot of the classic rock... We talked about the album from cover to, from beginning to end. A lot of that 70s stuff was really the first one-hit wonders that you had. That's what, And that's why, you know, you make a good point with that, because yeah. you, you really... A lot of those are just one-off hits that people had in the classic rock scene like that song what were you saying which one were you about to say which one you're you're mentioning one when i interrupt you golden earring yeah yeah golden earring well they had radar love and then they had twilight zone but they might have like two or three you know yeah um 
golden earring, a, a great example of one. A couple of mine were um, Blinded by the Light or Manfred Mann's Earth Band, you know, yeah, which I think was a, um, a, re a reiteration of um, Manfred Mann, if I'm not mistaken. There was a Manfred Mann in the 60s and early 70s. I yeah. Don't know if they were the same thing. And that was a Bruce Springsteen song that they did. So, right. Which, if you listen to it, anybody listen to it, you can kind of hear Bruce singing that. Like, kind of like the monkeys were all written by Neil Diamond. You know, most of his songs are written by Neil Diamond. You can hear them. You can hear mm -hmm. Neil Diamond in the song when you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there, there's a guy on YouTube who does, um, and I forget, he's like something like Todd in the Shadows, I think. And um, he does these like little, whatever you want to call them, vignettes or, or topical things about music. And yeah. um, he did one on the song. He, he did like a 20 minute thing about rock and roll hoochie coo. <laughs> <laughs> and I never thought about how funny the actual name rock and roll hoochie coo is. He's like, the song's called rock and roll hoochie coo. <laughs> it's about, it's a song about something you say to a little baby. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, yeah, look at songs like that. I mean, I, I was trying to think of other, because you had the different 70s music too. You had your your poppy 70s, you know, your car carpenters, your Carly Simon, that kind of stuff. And it's all right. kind of mixed in. Like they some of them may have delved into rock a little bit. Carly Simon comes out of the um uh whatchamacallit, Laurel Canyon scene, which a lot of these people did. I mean, because all right, we gotta mention one of the biggest bands in the 70s to me, the Eagles. Um, you know. If it and, hadn't, have, yeah. and if it hadn't have been for Linda Ronstadt, the Eagles wouldn't have formed, you know. And the they, Eagles are a good example of a band because a lot of these bands were not fully full on rock and roll hoochie coo type classic rock that we think of. They weren't like Thin Lizzy all the time. They did oh, other stuff, Lizzie. you know. You don't like you do like the Eagles would do hard stuff, but they would also do you know a song that you would hear on soft rock station. <laughs> yeah, and oh. It, it's true. And the Eagles are timeless. You know, I mean, yes, you got songs like Life in the Fast Lane, which are horribly 70s to me. Um, and, and not Definitely in a good so. way. Oh, you don't like I'm them? Just, I, I can't stand that. Oh, I like no. the Eagles uh, later stuff. I like the Eagles, <clears throat> but I don't like that song. Uh, was, it just, <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite, but I, I um, like it pretty much. But then you get into their, their lighter stuff like Best of My Love right. um, stuff desperado which is one of the better songs ever written which that's not a song you would hear like on classic rock you might yeah, but you would i think you would yeah. um so classic rock doesn't necessarily mean hard driving guitar no ah, no know. no no we mm -hmm. we everybody assumes obviously one of the bigger bands in the 70s skinner you know when you think of for, sure. skinner for the you know but you know and, and a very well-versed talented band um obviously you know had a big tragedy and that mm -hmm. really ended anything really worthwhile from that band. Um, the crash in Mississippi, but um, they, um, you know, bands like that, then you get some, what's the other one? I was Skinner, to one of my favorites when I was younger, I had oh, their I mean, greatest I just, hits and I listened to it. I wore that CD out. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anybody, <laughs> yeah. anybody didn't have that. I got a good story guys. about that. I got a good story. Back in the cassette days, you know, when you would record, a lot of times if you wanted to have a song on a tape because you couldn't afford to go out and buy the cassette player, you would listen to it like on 96 Rock and yep. you would record it on your recorder so that you could get that song recorded so you could hear it anytime. Yep. So, so my cousin Lamar and I used to do that. 
and uh, <laughs> Lamar. There was one. Uh, <laughs> vote, vote, vote for him, by the way. Anyway, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> there was a, you know, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. At the beginning of the song, they go one, two, three. Doom, 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 doom. Okay. <laughs> there was a time that I recorded it, and Lamar he he started to play it one time and instead of pressing you have to know what these recorders are like if you weren't careful you would you would press the record and play button at the same time and that would sort of like record over whatever you recorded so when they did the one two three it would go (laughs) so for like the longest time lamar ticked me off because he accidentally recorded over like a two second interval of you know uh sweet home alabama and i was oh, always like funny. lamar can't believe you did that <laughs> you had to be there um, 30 years ago yeah man um i was trying to think of some other bands from back then um well you have so many um i mean you get into that kind of same long cool one with the black dress sorry yeah which was a band that started i mean the guests yeah no not the guests who the hollies yes um, the hollies you know had other songs like the air i breathe Mm-hmm. And you know that kind of stuff, but the Hollies is a great band. Um, in fact, I interesting found a, sound. I find, oh yeah, just really great voice. That voice is just oh, I, I I'd argue, and it's just one of those great voices of rock. Um, yeah, but I actually bought that vinyl actually not that long ago. Found a good copy of it on vinyl. Um, really? But um, Tommy James and the Shondells Tommy, sort of uh, was a in that. Yeah, I still think of them as sixties. Um, but it did have some stuff in there. Um, yeah. but then you get bands like Marshall Tucker band. Um right. The Southern Rock um bled easily into that. Like because yeah. like on a lot of classic rock stations, you'll hear that Southern Rock, you might hear Little Feet, Land Rhythm section. Oh, Little um, Feet, dude, great <clears throat> band too. Man. Marshall Tucker, you'll hear those, but at the same time, you'll hear some Detroit stuff come down from Ted Nugent. Right. And others from that whole uh whatchamacallit, you know, uh, uh Bob, Bob Seeger. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, stuff like that, you know, you just I mean, yeah, Uncle Ted's great. Ted Nugent. I mean, you can't argue with that. That man's awesome. Um, still not in the hall of fame, right? Yeah, and he doesn't care. Um <laughs> he actually probably prefers that he's not. Um, but mm-hmm. I heard him on a, another guy, uh, uh David Nino Rodriguez, uh, who is a uh heavyweight champion boxer has a, a patriot podcast and and uncle ted was on there one time and it was amazing it was Ted's like uncle ted had, went to church i mean he he just took us to church it's like past the plate but anyway um even so, if you don't like uncle ted he is a hoot to oh he to. is a i mean and and one of the most intelligent people you're gonna ever meet um i i had edited on a hunting show one time and he was yeah. on there one i feel like if i hung out with ted nugent I would just shut up and probably listen to him for three hours. Not really. You could. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we did. I mean, I like, I remember listening to him when we were in, I mean, I got to meet him. We were in the room and it was like, ah, man, this guy is just amazing. Like I I could just sit there and like take notes and listen to him all, you know, he's like a really cool college professor. Um, He might be the greatest example of how, because, okay, let's just do the elephant in the room of classic rock that it's known for being sex, drugs, rock and roll. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Ted Nugent has always been the busy, biggest advocate of I was not into the um, scene, mm-hmm. the, the drugs or the and, um, the party lifestyle of it. So yeah, he was not. He's uh, always been sober his entire life from yeah. drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I mean, you look at the guy, you, you think he could knock back a six pack, but he doesn't. Right. He just doesn't do it. And he has a very strict diet that, you know, and he eats a lot of venison that he shoots and he's just very, and then whatever, he's happy, you know, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other big bands that, um, well, you have so uh, many, I can just tell you, um, pulling up my own playlist right now. I mean, deep um, purple is another big one, obviously we, sure, we mentioned it a little bit before, but they've got a lot of, you know, their version of hush to me is, is the best. I don't um, know, Jason, just the fact that David Coverdale would be going to white snake. And nowadays I can't, I feel like I can't listen to somebody's classic rock list without hearing white snake. Just kind of, uh, is this love? No, it's probably indigestion. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the uh <laughs> still the night you also forgot acdc my friend i was getting there don't worry <laughs> um asr are the number one band from australia acdc um yeah i you know obviously uh, yeah acdc's in a class all their own i mean and, it's just okay so here would be talk one. about deriv talk about a derivative band right that you could still listen to and not get annoyed by you know not like your more recent new rock canadian bands which i won't mention which i think are obvious to most people listening that are well the butt of every joke in a lot of ways acdc is sort of the antithesis of the eagles like eagles were very versatile had a lot of different types of song acdc were a one trick pony but it was a really good trick right and you know you can't they're not from detroit but they sang a song about detroit kiss I mean, yeah, you're, you're, is that, are they your favorite uh, classic rock band? I don't know. No, no, yeah, okay. but I, I know you were like a big fan, but I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of people didn't realize, you know, how many songs they had and how much influence they had. There were another one that had a good following, like a grateful dead type following to them with the kiss army. Um, okay. Let me it. ask you this as a kiss expert, in my opinion, somewhat, somewhat the yeah. kiss Who's responsible for hair band music? Is it Kiss? In a lot of ways, because they kind of brought the hair in, the makeup well, in, and all no, that. No, they didn't bring. No, 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 they didn't bring that in. I one know Glamrock guy, did. No, what now? One man did that. Bowie, David Bowie. Yeah, that's another true. Cla another classic rock great. But I was just wow. thinking about Kiss being, you know, because to me, when uh, I think shock of the, rock. They were doing more shock rock. Like we're gonna, we're here to. Big, we, have a, we have a stage show which to me is still the best stage show in rock and roll ever I, yeah i mean don't um, get me wrong i do like some hair i do like some hair bands and stuff but it's not classic oh, yeah, rock yeah. but to yeah, me well, it technically is by age but not by genre i'm with right. you um it's 80s metal it's 80s hair band music it's right. its own genre um exactly we could do a show on that but to me it's it's a little just opinion it's less than classic rock i like classic rock better than that is what i'm saying you know i i, I could see that yeah yeah, yeah. i know but what you mean i guess I what, what i was mean. just asking is, is is was i mean is kiss yeah. and david bow did they lead up to those kind of bands i think so because i mean there's nothing new under the sun right and yeah. and i think kiss show people that you can do more than just the music well they did that to get people to come out and listen to the music is what they did you know right. um and they had this insane show. I mean, those guys are from New York and they, you know, they just said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do something different and be kind of crazy on stage and be a little more theatrical. And they did that. Mm -hmm. um, now the funniest thing is they opened or no, they had R rush open for kiss on a tour back in their early <laughs> days. Another great, great one. We haven't mentioned yet. I was getting, trust me, I was getting to it. That's my favorite classic rock band of all time. 
That's true. Even though it's more progressive that. rock. You know. Right, which is sort of a subgenre, kind of like classic yeah. rock. I mean, uh, so, southern rock is sort of a subgenre. Right. I mean, obviously, my favorite classic rock band is Led Zeppelin. I mean, that's just right. So, Agreed. aside from aside from mac from macro, when we go to micro, it's Rush, um, and Rush, the guys from Kiss. I mean, Gene Simmons talks about this all the time. Another smart person, <clears throat> by the way. Gene Gene Simmons is one of the smartest people around, and he sits there and he talks about Rush, and he said these guys were blowing us away on stage. He said, these got, these three guys were just amazing. He said, he said, I, we would sit there on the, in the backstage and just watch them and go, wow. <laughs> they, haven't stopped, they haven't stopped playing that song for 20 how did, minutes. How do they do yeah. that? And he said, but they didn't party. They went back to their hotel rooms and read books. And, <laughs> read books. You know, and he said, that's just how they were. He said, he said, we didn't have to worry about them stealing our groupies is what, <laughs> so, I just, you, know, you know, and it's just, I just had this image in my head of Neil Peart going back to his room and reading War and Peace or something like that after doing it. That's an accurate (laughs) image, Gene. I mean, that's, he Uh, talks about it. I mean, that's why he talks about in the, in the, in the song limelight. uh I can't, I can't pretend, I can't pretend a stranger is a long awaited friend. That's Neil Peart's, you know, introvertness coming out in a song. Right. Uh, Okay. Sorry, but yeah. So um, if you want to bring it home a little bit, um, is it safe to say that, um the almond brothers are the best classic rock band ever come out of georgia i would have to say as far as the success goes yeah um you know the the almond the actual almond brothers and dicky betts and them i mean it's hard not to somebody not to at least like one almond brothers song you know right I mean, they're one of the original, you know, one of the original jam bands that will just sit there and play or would sit there and play before they died. But yeah. Right. Um, Adam Aiken. And, you know, they're. Yeah. I mean, as long as we're just, you know, that I'd, are they the greatest band to come out of Georgia? No. But. Um, yeah, that's I why I said classic rock band. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think they are the best. Yeah, I would say so. I would say they're the most definitely the most successful, too. Who do you think is the uh, best band to come out of Georgia? popularity probably rem right uh, yeah um i've always liked the black crows which could yeah. also be southern rock uh it is southern rock but could also be classic rock they could have easily made those songs in the 70s and been just as successful as they did yeah they were sort of 10 years past due on their but they were music. but they were great it was almost like a breath of fresh air i think and that's why they well took off so well okay this is uh this is not classic rock we're speaking of here but to me they were almost had let's just say had nirvana and the alt rock scene had not happened during the 90s the pearl jams or whatever i kind of felt like there was a newish genre developing with guns and roses and the black crows that was kind of in that sort of classic it's like we're done with the hair metal stuff we just want to play it was Rock that in between again. time. You're right. Yeah. I mean, even though people try to lump Guns N' Roses in the hair band, they're not really. STP yeah. could probably be argued in that category as well. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a good place. But I mean, STP and Guns N' Roses are both the LA, right. you know, rock scene. Um, but they were doing the same sort of music to me as, you know, um, I mean, obviously Black Crows are doing something a little different. Yeah. Bl- Black Crows are definitely Southern. I mean, you can definitely tell the Southern in them. Yeah. The, um, I mean, the Black Crows were not trying to be faster pussycat. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but there's a lot more soul involved in Black Crows. Um, I mean, but, I, oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I just say, you know, 
you can, but they could have made those, they could have made the album Shake Your Money Maker in the in 1978 and it right. would have been this big, big a hit, yeah, as it was when they made it. So it's well, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's some bands that just kind of and echo you know, that, you know, and, and there's another guy too to me, like a lot of the some of the a lot, not a lot, but a few of the classic rock bands they kept going on. Yeah. And they started out in the late seventies. And to me, the perfect example of that is Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Started out in the late seventies, 78 ish, but I I mean, he just went on into the nineties with his. Right. And, and all, and had consistent hits very much like a U2 kind of thing. Right. Where he was, he was in the easily the classic rock mold though. Oh, definitely. Well, Southern, definitely Southern rock to me. Right. Um, You know, People forget that Gainesville is the South, Gainesville, Florida, but it is. Uh, oh, for sure. you know, and he had that kind of, yeah, the the raspy sound. And I'm not the biggest Tom Petty fan, but I respect what they did, you know. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. But if you think about his music, though, like let's go back to the, if you rewind to the late 80s, there was not a whole lot of classic rock sound out there to be, ha- to be found. No. Um, but Tom Petty. Was big then who progressive rock was really yeah progressive rock was still pretty big but tom petty was one of the few people like if you saw a new mtv video or if he put out a new album full moon full moon fever yeah. being a great example yeah. you're like oh great i can buy this album and i'm gonna hear a good rock classic rock you know yeah well you're gonna song. hear his sound which you know they right. didn't he didn't change his sound he would change his music around a little bit but the sound was still him kind of like all right we'll take your your corporate rock like your boston which mm-hmm. Boston's technically seventies. Yeah, and I so, love I love their their good classic <laughs> rock band. Boston's a seventies classic rock band too, which I always have. But they had that sound. The minute that guitar started, you knew it was Boston. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the minute you heard, you know, Angus start up, it was, it was ACDC. It's the same kind of sound, um, same kind of you know signature that they had. Um, but yeah, definitely Boston is up there. Um, even though they're considered corporate rock, but they're still classic oh that first album's amazing though that first album is it i mean as as far as self-titled first albums go it's got to be one of the most successful um you everybody thinks it's their greatest hits but right. it's not it's not it's their first album you know and that, i mean to have that many hits off of it you know was really cool and you know all right then we're forgetting another band from boston a big one well i was about to say aerosmith yeah but um, my ne- my question was going to be are there any others out of that area besides boston and aerosmith uh, I know people are yelling at us right now <laughs> if they're listening, but I just, I'm, I can't think of anything, but I know there are. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I don't consider Neil Diamond classic rock. Um, no, not really. But, uh, but Aerosmith though, you know, I mean, Dream yeah, Aerosmith, is easily a classic Aerosmith, rock. Aerosmith and Boston are the two most successful bands from that area. Now here's a guy. Uh, here's a guy that I just saw on my playlist. Um, yeah, Elton John. Talk yeah. about a guy that goes across different genres. My gosh. Yeah, you got to put him in there. Um, I mean, from I'm Lion not, King a, to you know, yeah, those stuff. from your from your uh, Crocodile Rock to you know Tiny Dancer. You know, I mean, great songs, great songs. Him, I mean, him and Bernie Taupin just. Well, Bernie was the, kind of the brains, right? Of writing. Yeah, Bernie. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like the. He was the, I almost said the straight laced one, but you know what I mean? <laughs> he was, no he was the straight, he was the straight one. Elton was the laced one, but um, you know, 
in more ways than one. I mean, it's true that that kind of makes the good partnership and, and, right. you know, for the longest time, everybody assumed that, you know, they were an item, but they weren't, you know, right. Bernie was married and had the, you know, whatever, but they were just lifelong friends. And I mean, they're the ones they worked together on that Lion King soundtrack. I mean, they did everything. And it's just to have these songs that are ingrained in our culture now, you know, I yeah. mean, they really are. Um, you know, think look about, at, go ahead. Uh, think about, uh, uh, your song, that, that song, your song. I mean, not it, my song, but his song, your song. His his song, your song. Uh, you know, you know, this is your song. Maybe quite simple, but you know, whatever. I mean, it's just like wow. It just Rocket not, Man like always said, gets me. That's my favorite of his. Yeah, Rocket Man, great song, great song. I you mean, know, um, I was it, looking at. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm not a huge Elton John fan but I'm a fan of a few of the songs. Like that's kind of how I am with a lot of those bands from the seventies. Like we're talking about. There was a guy, uh, another band that I was looking at on my playlist. We're talking about Tom Petty and how, you know, pick, uh, Pickens were slim when it came to classic rock during the eighties. Yeah. A lot of times, because you had so many different forces, you know, you had the new wave force going against things. You had um, kind of the post punk, which you two came out of that. Um, yep. You yep. had um, hair bands. We're kind of like taking over the rock scene for a long time. Right, there. right. People like Poison. But if you wanted to find good old-fashioned classic rock music, you had to look no further than Dire Straits. Oh, dang. How did I not remember that one? Yeah, and I just I would have forgotten it had I not saw it on my uh, playlist here. And man, Dire Straits, I didn't listen to them that much. If you go and listen to more of their catalog, it's very impressive. And, you know, and if most people didn't know, Mark Knopfler, obviously to me, one of the group greater guitarists of all time oh absolutely yeah was trained by country chicken picking chad atkins mm -hmm. and was actually a pallbearer at chad atkins funeral there's um, an excellent pbs special by the way with him playing with chet and some other artists if you haven't seen that i mean yeah it doesn't get much better than that guitar wise to me yeah um, um his, their first album is amazing by the way it's it's pre uh, money for nothing days right i mean because for that matter you can take the other um protege of chet atkins vince gill and his band pure prairie league from back then mm. and put them in there you know let me love you tonight amy falling in and out of love with you i mean yeah yeah you know just, we didn't we didn't mention another la scene band um i know there are classic rock bands from la but i guess the doors have to be the biggest oh one, right? freaking they're to me to me i'm gonna say and you might argue with me on this I will say the Doors is the greatest rock band from the U.S. Really? Yeah. I was going to say the, I was going to say the Eagles. No, I would say the Doors because hmm. of, because of their the time when they got there, like rock band. Now, not like pop rock and roll, but like more rock type band is the Doors. Um, For their time by, period, it's a good argument. I mean, I I kind of I kind of stole that from a list. You know, one of those, one of the top, whatever U.S. Yeah. rock bands of all time, and they were top on the rock band completely on a for a lot of lists too. Mm -hmm. Not to diss some of the better rock, rock and roll bands groups like the Beach Boys to me are the top U.S. rock and roll group. But as far as like heavier, like more rock music, heavy-ish rock music, The Doors. Period. Um, and that's a Sunset Strip 
LA. I mean, the doors were the house band at the whiskey, a go go. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know. Can you imagine how many people? Can you imagine being at the whiskey a go go in the late '60s to seven in mid '70s, just to listen, like to just hang out there and listen to these bands come through? They have a couple of really good live albums. Yeah, um, I mean, LA Woman was was art. Was uh, were the Eagles out of LA as well? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, they were. Okay. They were from the laurel canyon i know they were they were a little after the doors i guess well they were the second wave of laurel canyon that's the point the Ah. doors were laurel canyon too okay so enlighten us now then for our listeners at home um about the whole laurel canyon scene all right a cliff notes thing is laurel canyon was an area out in the foothills one of the canyons in la there's a lot of you know those out there um and from the kind of mid-ish 60s through the 70s it was the place to be. And there was a, it was a, through the hippie culture, there was the whole idea of we don't lock our doors, come in, bring your guitar. We're going to sit around and play. And a lot of the music that we know as, as like staples of our culture came out of that scene. Hmm. And so you had, you know, David Crosby sitting there playing with, gosh, I mean, all kinds of people, you know, you had, I mean, later on, James Taylor came out of that Carly Simon, Hmm. um, um, Jackson Brown, Janis Linda Joplin Ron, out of that. Janis Joplin, Linda Ronstadt. Um, and earlier you had, you know, um, Cass Elliott was had a house there. A lot of people hung out at Mama Cass's house. Um, Mickey Dolan's of the, of the monkeys had a house there. Um, hmm. You know, there are a few things that kind of stopped that. Obviously, the biggest one was the Manson murders because it happened, you know, a quarter of a mile away that stopped the whole open door policy and people started buying guns and, you know, there was none of that, that ended the hippie culture, but it also kind of changed the music out of Laurel Canyon. And then came in the Eagles and Linda Ronstadt and Carly Simon and those early seventies stuff Mm -hmm. that we think of and song big time songwriters, you know, um, Graham Nash, uh, all this, all those big time people out of that scene. So a lot of people, um, the doors were in that obviously in the, in the sixties as well. Right. And so there's a couple, there's a couple good documentaries. There's echoes from the Canyon and that's Jacob Dylan. Cause Bob Dylan was in there too. Um, there's uh, Jacob Dylan hosted that and he's got a lot of new people and they're talking about the music and Beck's on there and all that really good. But, hmm. but that's more of a, we're going to perform these songs in honor of thing. But if you look at just the Laurel Canyon series on epics, it's like a, four part series or something and it's just phenomenal you've got mm-hmm. all the people that came out of that scene but that shaped classic rock for us and it also kept classic rock going um when it could have easily died with the 60s um you know that august night in 1969 when those murders happened so well what's, fu- what's okay. funny is you know woodstock happened after that so woodstock was kind of like the antithesis of your 60s classic rock like that was it you know mm. Jimi hendrix uh, which I can't believe we didn't mention Jimi Hendrix. Um, I was about to, yeah. But you know, people that obviously well, it, died. was it not the Altamont scene? They sort of they consider sort of the um, the crash of the whole peace love movement. Uh, you mean the other festival that happened? Yeah, Stones was that or, called Altamont? Or yeah, Altamont? where the yeah. well, they tried the to be Stones. A, well, it tried to be a, a Woodstock, and it wasn't. It, it was, was because fiasco. they hired the, because they hired the Hell's Angels for yeah. Um, for uh security and i heard and, that, that sort of like ended the love free peace movement type thing well you know, yeah, well that and then once i would say the murders 
on Cielo Drive happened, that started the death of it. That closed mm-hmm. the doors in the canyon. That did that. And then when they found out later in December, that's how long it took them to find out who did it because one of them bragged in jail and they figured out who killed everybody. And when they found out that it was a pseudo hippie cult thing, right. that ended that ended the hippie side of it, the peace loving, you know, the 60s. Um, once that was found out that that's who that was. And so everybody, nobody was going to pick up hippie hitchhikers anymore because they thought they're going to get their throat slit. So, you know, that, that, that kind of ended that part, but then you had the 70s scene come in, which was still out of Laurel Canyon. So it still had that songwriter atmosphere. So you had, it was a very bohemian. That's the word I was looking for. Very bohemian culture. So there was a lot of, you know, houses on the cliff all up in the, it was like a, a little oasis, you know, in LA, whereas LA is the grind and this, you know, Right. crazy fast-paced town you go to the canyons and they're all like have their own little like colonies basically and that's what that was okay so well it's interesting and that that kind of shaped classic rock to me yeah um yeah. you know you didn't have zeppelin didn't hang on there but the beatles did uh when they were in in la they they did a lot of laurel canyon um somewhere mickey dolan's has tapes that he recorded in his house of paul mccartney and him and david crosby and a couple other people like all just jamming out in a room. Oh. And I'm like, you know, just the, the, that that's part of your personal tape recording collection. You know, I mean, just, it blows your mind to think that all those people came through that scene. Right. Um, and had it not been for that open door policy originally, we might not have had some of the songs we had. And, right. and then you get the heavier stuff coming in, you know, and I don't know, I think Zeppelin and Pink Floyd to me are the album bands the original like put this album on listen i mean people did that anyway but the ones that made the albums for that i mean zeppelins would tell stories you know i mean that's very storytelling songs yeah and i mean well i kind of the way a lot of ways i look at it is that the and i mean this could be a three-hour special but we'll (laughs) round out soon the um you had um bands like the who and the Beatles, who had sort of a um, friendly rivalry, I think. Um, bands like that, and, and a few dotted here in the U.S., like the Beach Boys and stuff. And, the, and Paul, they sort Paul of... Paul Revere and the Raiders. Yeah, and they sort of were the catalyst to getting the... When, once they sort of semi-retired or whatever, mm-hmm. they were sort of the catalyst to the Led Zeppelins, yep. the Pink Floyds, Eric Clapton, who we haven't really mentioned yet. Yep. You know, because Eric Clapton, like you, you, you said it, I mean, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd... Eric Clapton, it doesn't get much more yeah. basic classic rock than those three. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and, you know, Clapton, he's just got a great story altogether, you know, overcoming addiction and adversity mm-hmm. and, and giving back to that, you know, um, through his clinic and all mm-hmm. that. Um, okay, Clapton, so, yeah, definitely. Clapton yeah. just, I mean – Another so blue, but it's all blues. It's very blues based. Everything we're talking oh, absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Clapton. <clears throat> so I've got a few um, to round it out. I started yeah. to look up a website mm-hmm. of classic rock stuff, but I was like, screw that. I know I probably know more about classic rock than some of these people that do these lists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so I just put up one of my own playlists here and I'm just going to name off some of the bands and people that we've already mentioned some of them. Just it, like for somebody that's listening to this and they're like, you know, I kind of want to look more into classic rock. What is it? And here are some of the bands that I have. 
And we've already mentioned uh, the first band that I have on my whole list is hold your head up by Argent. Oh yeah. And not many people think about that, but that's a a classical classic rock song. Oh yeah. And, um, and I'm just going to name off a bunch of them and you stop me when you want to say something, but okay. Bad company. Oh, good grief. How did we not mention bad company? Yeah. Right. Bad company. whose great song was bad company. Uh, Back when people yeah. would, hey, we're going to name a song after ourselves. Silver Which, Gold, I love that song. Um, yeah, they had a song about Atlanta as well. Yep, yep. Uh, we have we mentioned the Hollies, the Beatles, David Bowie. Um, also, another thing about um, Clapton, a lot of people don't realize, is that he was very um, he bounced around. He never had a band per se, <laughs> except when he started with Cream, yep. um, which he was with a band before Cream, but that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but he was also with a band called Derek and the Dominoes, Bell Bottom yeah. Blues, and uh, Layla. Yeah. Of course, Layla is probably his best classic rock song, if you will. And that's from De- Derek and the Dominoes, yeah. And you mentioned Billy Squire. Mm-hmm. Um, Blind Faith was another one of um, ah, yeah, Blind Faith. that was out there. Um, okay, here, if we want to oh. reach a little bit deeper, we go Donovan. <laughs> you know, the other one. I didn't even think about it. Guess who? Oh yes, the Guess Who. The Guess Who, great, great band. Uh, uh, one of the few Canadian classic rock bands besides Rush. Yeah, there's probably more than you think, but yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, this band. I've heard people complain about this too, but it's probably one of the strangest. You know, you have it's like having a yin and a yang in a band. Chicago. Yeah. It's like yeah. you have the classic rock Chicago, and then you have the '80s. Um, Peter Soteric, <laughs> yeah, uh, corporate whatever rock band. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally, uh, totally different sound. Yeah. Now here's a band that was mainly in the '80s. Another one, kind of like Tom Petty in a lot of ways. They weren't classic rock in the traditional sense, but the yeah. Cars were kind of oh, that way. Oh yes, one and of I always the, loved oh, the Cars. One of the greatest bands to me. I just you know I had, I got a more of an appreciation later in life for them. Uh huh. Man, dangerous type. That is my favorite car song. Oh, I just, I just, I don't know. I just, but they, they don't really have a bad song. It's no. like, ah, oh, you know, it just. You uh, being a, um, a guy that's into records, you should check out some of their live stuff sometime too. It's really good from the eighties. I do have a lot of their vinyl, like their regular studio vinyl, though. I, mm-hmm. I have most of their albums actually. Their live um, stuff is excellent. Uh, yeah. The. Um, we mentioned the doors, Bob Seeger. Um, Bruce Springsteen is sort of like he kind of hit it as well during the 70s. Yeah. Um, Born to Run is sort of like, unfortunately, fortunately <laughs> or unfortunately, depending on who you are, you, take the <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like Born to Run, but uh, let's see. Uh, the Jersey Dylan, I call him the Jersey Dylan. There we go. <laughs> Now, another guy that was sort of very versatile was, of course, Billy Joel, who has classic rock oh, hey, songs. Man. You know, oh, One of our greatest songwriters of all time, honestly. Uh-huh. Definitely. I've seen him <laughs> five times in concert. So, I mean, there's just too many pages out of this book, Jason, to do in one hour, I think. But I you, agree. You, you had Meatloaf, um, <laughs> Grand have. Funk Railroad. Yes. Um, Bo Skaggs, of course. I mean, he's Bo Skaggs. Yeah. Excuse me, Bo Skaggs. Oh, I suppose. Um, foreigner. Oh, foreigner. Lord. Yes. Lordy. Foreigner. One of those great. Ah, I just can't. There are so many of them. It's hard to remember yeah, them all. Yeah. 
That's what I say. It's almost like don't forget the Black Oak uh, Arkansas. You know? Black Oak Arkansas. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, Rick Derringer. Who did, who did the song Green Grass and High Tides? Who was that? Oh, Jason. That would be Tampa's own. Um, Tampa, Florida's very own crap. I forgot. Uh, very own crap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got that somewhere on this list. Um, Grass and High Tides forever. Love Steely Dan, we didn't mention them. Oh, yeah. Steely Dan took jazz and made it rocky. Yes. One of the most talented bands of all time, Steely Dan, I would say. Um, and I can't believe, I'm glad I'm looking at my playlist here because Peter Frampton, I mean, that is, yeah, should yeah. be on every classic rock playlist that you have. Yeah, one of the few people that is, got more famous for a live album than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, of course, has a lot of good classic rock stuff. Um, yep. Yep. Uh the police you could put in there. Um police were Yeah. They, they yeah, they are. Um they are. I mean they're classic. They they definitely bled more into the 80s, but they're they're definitely yeah. And you touched on Neil Young with uh Crosby Stills and Nash. Yeah. Um yeah, Neil Young was a a, a pioneer for a lot of things. <laughs> I think I think Neil Young was more of a pioneer for the alternative scene. If you mm. want to know my truth, he's kind of like the roots of it. Sure, absolutely. Um, you think about, I mean, if you listen to Eddie Vedder, I mean, he's very much Neil Young inspired. <clears throat> yeah, um, a, lot, a lot more palatable vocally than Neil Young was. Hey, well, um, that I think that in the um, sort of the uh, what do you call it? What do you call that genre with like REM and I guess this new wave? Um, it's new wave, new wave alternative. Yep. Okay, um, um, and we mentioned Sticks and oh, uh, Sticks, yeah. Of course, the Sticks band in Kansas in Kansas. Hello, yeah, Kansas. Yeah. The band was a short period of time, and they were great as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Miller band needs to be in your classic rock list if you don't have them in there. Uh, otherwise, I mean, it's going to get in your head anyway. You might as well. Um, <laughs> and we mentioned yes, Peter Gabriel and Genesis. Yeah, you got to look into them. Yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned the Rolling Stones and the Hollies, and Backman Turner Overdrive. That's right. You ain't seen um, nothing yet, Gene. <laughs> I think that um, if you're going to get into your 70s rock, Joe Cocker and Joe Walsh should be in there. Oh, Joe Walsh, his, his solo stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who later yeah. on, <laughs> the Amboy Dukes, that was a Mr. Nugent's band. Um, <laughs> another great one that I forgot to mention, with Tom Petty in the 80s, Journey. Yeah. Kind of classic yeah. rock you could hear during the 80s. Yep, Journey, definitely. Journey was is another timeless band. Um, and I didn't mention Squeeze either. Huh. Squeeze, yes. Tempted by the food of a dog. And, yes. you know, a band that I loved as a kid was actually the Moody Blues. Yes, they definitely span 60s and 70s, definitely, and 80s for that matter. And um, let's see, what else do I have listed here? We got oh, Fog. Oh, go ahead. Super Tramp. Super Tramp. Fog Hat, 10 years, af hat. Ten years after Head East. <laughs> Head never, East. Never been ah, a reason. Head East. Head East. There's a band. Okay, their lead, their okay, singer, John Schlitt, later joined what classic Christian rock band? Petra. He was the lead singer for Petra. No way. Until, the, until they stopped touring. Yep. The guy from Head East. Yep. And when you hear Petra, you can actually hear that. Uh, the, the save my life i'm going down for the last i mean you could just hear that that's his sound 
Um, I, I was talking to, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The lead singer from Striper. Um, he came to play at 37 Main in Buford here. And I was talking to him. I got a little thing signed from him and I was telling him, you know, about yeah. stuff. And he's like, he's like, man, what was that? He said, I sang with John Slid at Petra one time. And he's like, his old band, Head East. I was like, wait, what? He goes, yeah, Head huh. East. You didn't know his lead. Was, he's like, what That's was their song? I was like, never been any reason, right? And, he's like, and he starts singing it and I sing it with him. It was just kind of funny funny moment um, but never been any reason and like you know blinded by the light or like two of your songs that you always see and then you might have then you might follow it up with like a um you know something something like uh, <laughs> another atlanta band starbuck moonlight feels right you know uh -huh. <laughs> or maybe don't fear the reaper by what's her oh gosh yeah blue oyster cult blue yeah. oyster cult um but he, I saw at the end of my playlist here, which is still growing, I have 271 songs on it. Um, oh, amateur. I know. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it's more like laziness. Um, I, I've got one that's got 700 and something songs on it. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, yeah. To show how classic rock could sort of, I think it's, I think it has a, such good appeal because there's so much in it. Mm -hmm. You could have a band like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, British band, right? Yeah, really good band. Yeah. And underneath that, I have Charlie Daniels, who is basically country, but he delved into the classic rock genre oh, with Devil yeah. Went Down to Georgia. CDB, man. Uh, and, and, and in America, mm -hmm. um, all this South's going to do it again. And uh, I mean, Charlie Daniels might be the most country of the classic rock bands. Yeah. I mean, there, between yeah. him and Pure Prairie League, um, Marshall Tucker Band. Right. Uh, Marshall Tucker and, and Charlie Daniels could tour together. They probably did tour together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you so, had a good mix in the 70s. Of course, in the late 70s, you had other music that we don't talk about. Uh, <laughs> they kind of bled, bled into it. And then you had some classic rock bands doing disco songs like Kisses, I Was Made for Loving You. Mm. Definitely a disco song. Um, but maybe... Maybe on the for that matter, the B you can put the BGs in classic rock because they started in the late sixties. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and people don't realize that BG started in the sixties, and you listen to the sixties, and it's definitely sixties music, but it's the beat, it's the definitely the Gibb Brothers singing. So right. Well, one night we'll do a um, oldies episode, and we'll go through some yeah. classic oldies. But I think that um, I, I I don't I don't really want to end here because I love classic rock so much. I know we could talk all night. Yeah, but I think that maybe we could sit down when you get a chance. Yeah, and try to put down your twenty top classic rock songs of all time. Classic rock songs. Okay, well, one of them is my top rock song of all time. So there we go. Because I, I don't know if we could do. Yeah, I mean, you could do band, but you know, whatever. Well, we I, I think no, I think it's a better idea to do a list because that kind of confines it to that. And you can still you can still you know comment and talk about the songs on the list, but at least it keeps it to a number. And because yeah, I mean classic rock, especially even I mean just seventies. Even if you just kept it from seventy to seventy nine, you could talk for hours on that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, some of the best music ever came out of that time frame. Um, yeah, like I said, without Led Zeppelin, there probably wouldn't be any heavy metal, any rock band, you know, stuff. Right. Later on. Um, but yeah i would definitely say yeah my top rock song of all time comes out of the we need to rock. we need to have a, a one hit wonder episode we're talking about <laughs> one hit wonders and maybe yeah. even um yeah i like 
a, a genre that I've really gotten into lately. Well, for several years now, but I, at least for the last month, I've been listening to it late, a lot lately is the new wave music of the eighties. Oh, I love it. And, love it. um, I've been listening like today I was, I had my, um, my earbuds going. I was listening to, um, echo and the bunny man. I was like just about a, to say that. That's hour. crazy. I was <laughs> gonna say you gotta put that going. You gotta add some lips light sugar and killing moon and well, I didn't realize how many good songs they had. Bring on the uh, dancing horses and golly, just so many songs. They came to Atlanta like five years ago, you know. The, the cutter, mm-hmm. spare us the cutter. That's all. Yeah, they I uh I almost went and saw them actually. <laughs> it was one of those bands where I was like, Man, I should go see them, and I didn't. Um kind of like I almost did that with Howard Jones too. Um yeah. Cause he played the listening room with the um, city winery. Um, but them and the, the church is the other band I've been listening oh, to. Oh, the church. Too, yeah. So. Under the Milky way. But that, Hey, yeah. that's another episode though, Jason. Yeah. There we go. We, that, we that, get... that'll round out our classic rock for today. Our classic yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to give them too much of a preview. Who knew? Maybe I should make this in a, um, a special one. Um, yeah. Exclusive. Yeah, anyway. All right, man. We'll see you later. And thanks everybody for joining us on this episode and we'll see you. <laughs>